said, stop shouting and throw money. <laughs> I just want to honor Apostle Theo and Dr. Beth, mom and dad. Words cannot describe what you mean to us. As a family, as, as a couple, we just love you so much. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Come on, let's pray Jesus for, for our parents. You may be seated. Thank you so much. So at the end of uh, November 2020, uh, I went on a little sabbatical, and um, we decided uh, to book two weeks, and I would go down the first week, and, and my wife would join me the second week. Now, some of you know the story, but not, not all of you, um, but it's a good story. And, and Pastor Liesl, don't catch feelings. I went down to the South Coast. <laughs> so I took, the, I took our mountain bikes with, so we decided I'm going alone, going alone the first week and she'll come down the second week. So I put the, both our mountain bikes on the car and we went down, oh, I went down and uh, just spent some time with the Lord in the first week. And so I went to check out some of the routes on Google and I found a great route. It was on a coffee farm. I, I just could not believe how blessed I was. Coffee and mountain biking. <laughs> what a combination. Not, not for Pastor Andre, I know, but, but for, for the rest of us. <laughs> and so I went there, had some great coffee, asked the guy about the routes. He says, no, this, this, this one route is just great. And so I got my kit on, and uh, I guy at Apostle Allen's church, Dear Barasak is no doors. <laughs> and so got my kit on, got on the bike and so started out this, 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 uh, this route and uh, I just went through some beautiful places. It was just this, this beautiful forest, you know, what it looks like down in the south coast and, and I was just, I had everything under control. I was, I was just singing and you don't want to hear that because I was, I was all alone. It wasn't a Thursday. There was no other riders so I could sing. And uh, I had just had a good time. And all of a sudden, I just want to make this story a little shorter. All of a sudden, I realized that I'm not alone, that there was another creature with me. And this, this guy was looking me right in the eye. And uh, I, I've got him, on, got him on the screen. I had time to, to take a picture. It, it is a black mamba. And it was a meter from me. Like, it was looking me in the eye, and you know that I'm tall. And when I sit on my bike, I'm even higher off, off the ground. And, and so this thing was looking me in the eye. And so this is what happened. In, in, a, in a matter of a few seconds, I shouted like a teenage girl. I almost went down. And, and miraculously, I, I held the bike up, and I just put the hammer down. Cycling terms for riding as fast as possible for as long as possible. And so I just, I just, in my mind, I'm thinking this thing is chasing me. A, a snake that can stand that eye must, must be fast as well. And so I'm putting down the hammer and I'm just going and going and going. I was, I was, really, I was really scared. I know I might be called a sissy or something, but it was. <laughs> so at, at, the, at the end point, I asked the guy, listen, I, oh, I told him, I found this, this, this snake. I didn't know at that time what it was. He said, yeah, that's the black mamba. It's about three and a half meters uh, long. And so we tried to catch it uh, previously, but it's just way too fast. I said, I would love, that, love to know that B 
beforehand, but that's okay. <laughs> so I was praying about this, and, and the Lord just revealed some great things to me. Because on the Saturday, when there was other riders there, I also took my wife to go and show her where I had this encounter. She had to see, you know, I, I couldn't just have it on my own. <laughs> and so we, so we rode the same route, and, and the closer we got to that place, the louder I, I prayed in tongues. I just prayed loud in tongues, you know, just, <laughs> I wasn't afraid, I was just praying. <laughs> and and, and she, was, she was praying, and she had a little bell on the, on the bike, and she was going like, ding, 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 because we knew that that, that noise would, would keep away the snake. <laughs> What I realized is, after the point of the encounter, there was a route that I've never seen before. It was so amazing. It was so beautiful, but I, it felt like I've never been there. It, it, was, just, it was just so new to me. I, I showed my wife, look at this, look at that, look at this, this is so amazing. She said, haven't you been here? While I was putting the hammer down, I didn't see anything, I didn't experience anything, it is just one of those things. But the Lord spoke to me, and the, the, the devil is walking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so the, the command is, be sober and vigilant. Be sober and vigilant. And what the, what the Lord told me in that place, uh, in that moment is, you know, I had, I had like, this, this thing was imprinted in my mind, if I close my eyes, I see that black mamba looking at me. Lord said, you know what? I did not allow him to do anything to you. I did not allow him to do anything to you. He did not even fan out. He didn't open his mouth. You know it's a black mamba when it opens its mouth because it's all black on the inside. And so it didn't open its mouth even. It wasn't ready to strike. I just thank God for his goodness. He was protecting me in that place. But you know, the point in short is the enemy the snake seeks to distract, and he uses fear to paralyze believers, to paralyze believers, to retreat and not advance. And we were called to advance. We were called to advance and not retreat. Amen? <laughs> and and, and he, he takes away your experience of what God has set apart for you to experience, to have, and to do. All of a sudden, you know, it's just, you can't see anything. And he wants to take away the journey of destiny from your life. And that ends today. That ends today. Because we are a fearless people. We are a fearless people in the name of Jesus. And so when I prayed in tongues, when I prayed in the spirit, there was no snake. You should check out Dad's messages about a few weeks ago. Two sermons on uh, uh, 10 reasons why it is important to pray in the Spirit. <laughs> One of them is keeping the snakes away. <laughs> but looking around us and at, at what is happening today and how Dad shared with us on uh, Sunday morning is, is um, the devil is just revealing himself everywhere around every corner. And, and it's getting worse and worse, as Apostle uh, Jerome also said. It's just getting worse and worse. And, and the worst part is it's paralyzing believers, causing them to retreat. And there's no more retreating for the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus promised, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There's a promise that I want to remind you of this afternoon before we get into the message. Romans 8 verse 31 says, what then? 
shall we say in response to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? He is for us, He's for you, He's for His church, He's for His body, He's for His children. Who can be against you? I expected a bit of a better response, but that's okay. <laughs> when you hear footsteps at night in your house and you know that, that you are alone, uh, <laughs> you have reason to be afraid. And, and, and part of the, of the brain triggers that, that fear as an emotion that comes without you having a chance to think or, or evaluate it. And then another part of the brain just starts to evaluate the situation, dampen down the release of hormones, and, and allows your, your heartbeat to come down and allows you to think a bit clearer about the situation. The problem is when fear becomes a long-term situation, when it becomes chronic. When you get up in the morning, there's this butterfly feeling in your, in your tummy and you just can't put your finger on what it is, but you're afraid. You're scared of something that's going to happen. You're scared of the petrol price going up again. You're scared of, 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 of the economy. You're scared of, of the, the, the crime that is going on around you in, in your city. You're scared of the rubbish dump that it has become. But there's a command in the Bible. 365 times, the word says, do not fear. Do not fear. Every time, every time that God speaks to you, a command like do not fear. It is within your reach, the ability to fulfill that command. It's within your reach. It is right there. God has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. There's one, one of the times that this uh, phrase do not fear uh, appears in the Bible is in 2 Kings verse 6. And it's uh, about the prophet Elisha and his servant where, where his servant is commanded not to fear. But it's a time of war between Israel and Syria. And so every time the, the Syrian king plans an attack on Israel, the Israeli king exactly knows where they are and what they plan. And so the Syrian king suspects that there's a spy in their midst. And he calls these guys together and he says, guys, we're going to sort this out. We're going to find this guy that gives the Israelis, the Jews, all, all this information. And so one of his servants got up and say, say, uh, says in, in uh, 6 verse 12, and one of his servants said, none, my Lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who's in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Oh, my word. In your bedroom, not even in your strategy room, in your bedroom, baby. <laughs> and so the king of Syria decided, I'm going to send a great army. Can, can you imagine this? I'm going to send a great army to capture one guy, to capture a prophet. I'm going to send an army, a multitude. This, this is the, the, the strategy of the enemy, to overwhelm you, to overwhelm you, to, to make you fear, to miss out, to paralyze you. And, and so he sends all these people, and, and the enemy is intimidated by one man of God. One man of God. One guy that understands his relationship with his father that is in heaven. And so the king of Syria was just successful in stirring up faith, but in the wrong person. You see, <laughs> can you imagine? Elisha's servant gets up in the, in the morning, the man of God is still sleeping. 
like men of God should do. <laughs> he gets up, and maybe he's going out to the chicken coop to, to collect some eggs for breakfast. He comes out, he sees this army that has surrounded the city. He drops everything. He runs back in the house. This is my own translation. He runs back in the house, and in verse 15, and, and the servant said to him, I, I, I don't know if he, he was saying anything. I get that from the exclamation mark. He says, alas, my master. Alas, my master, what shall we do? The response of the prophet, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And we're still getting there. There's, there's a reason why we're not fear. Wherever, whenever God says this to us in, in different ways, do not fear, there's always a reason. The reason is His presence. The reason is His presence. That's why we need to press in and push into His presence, to be aware of Him all day long. He has invited us into the secret place of God. Just like Joshua, just before he went into, into Canaan, into the promised land, God says, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's the presence of God. It's the presence of God. Church, we have such a... a a blessing from God to live from the place of His presence. Before we go on, a, a, a couple of, of results of fear. Fear cripples people. You know, it, it, it makes you lose your sense of balance and, 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 and it affects how you walk. It causes all kinds of different health problems and issues in our bodies. Fear confuses. The more you give attention to fear, the more you... You question your identity in Christ Jesus. Uh, the more the promises that has been spoken over your life are confusing to you. Fear, <laughs> fear just confuses. Fear blinds you, as it happened to me. When, when, when fear took all of me, I didn't see anything that is going on around me. And, and it blinds me for what God has done previously in my life. It blinds me for, for what God is doing right now. You know, I, I see all these negatives. I see all these little things that is happening around me. And I miss out on what God has for me and is busy doing right now. He's taking me from glory to glory to glory in the name of Jesus. And that's why Paul prays for the Ephesians. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what the hope of his calling is. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. That is the power that works within us. Us. And therefore, I pray what Elisha prayed for his servant. Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see who you are in us and through us. That the world may be, may be, may be saved. But listen, fear can only be successful if it succeeds to get me to turn my attention from God to myself, to my circumstances, to my problems. The man of God is not afraid. The servant is very afraid because the servant looks what is going on in the physical. And to be honest, we can't blame him for being afraid, right? There's a great army of horses surrounding the city coming for one man. What are we gonna do? Throw eggs at them or? 
But something else I want you to see, and this is very important. Alas, my master, what shall we do? That's what fear does. It always needs company. Hey, come on, let's be scared together. Maybe we'll feel better if we all, if we all fear. If we all, <laughs> so so it, it always tries to pull you in. But Elisha refuses to turn his focus. He's fearless because he stands on the word of God. In a situation that demands him to fear, he refuses to fear. And Elisha prayed, 2 Kings 6, 17, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. <laughs> open his eyes, Lord. And he looked and he saw those that were with them were more than those that were with the enemy. 2 Timothy 1, 1 verse 7 says, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The sound mind to me is the mind of Christ. The spirit has given us the mind of Christ. We are being renewed to, to think like him. The mind of Christ is is looking at overwhelming circumstances like 5,000 people, looking at a boy's lunch and see leftovers. <laughs> so Galatians 5 verse 6 says, For if we are in Christ Jesus, no, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but only faith, somebody says only faith, only faith activated and expressed and working through love. These are the two absolutes that are expected to flow, flow through our lives. Love and faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We do not walk by physical sight, but by faith. And, and, and the, the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 13, love is the greatest of hope, faith, and love. Our faith walk connects us to the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us and through us. I, I'm... Let me, let me focus. Whereas love represents the issue of character. So, so power without character leads to a... I forget the English word, gemort. <laughs> Arrogance and everything. <laughs> that goes on about that. It is obvious that both love and faith are needed if we are going to represent Jesus well in this world. Church, it's time for us to, to be the church of Jesus Christ. We have the promises of God. We have the word of God. We have the faith of Christ in us. And listen, if there's one thing I know, that these two things are, are under attack right now. Our love and our faith. Our walking in love that, display, that displays his power. It's love that conquers fear. It is love that makes us fearless. And talking about seeing, look what John says in 1 John 3 verse 1. He says, behold, what matter of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. It, it, it's just an echo of Romans 5 verse 5. The Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts. The Holy Spirit of love has been poured. The word behold means to be aware, to consider, to perceive, to see, to be sure, and to understand. What we need to see here is that the love of the Father has been bestowed upon us, poured out into our lives. The love is God himself. Love is who we are. First John 4 verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect fear drives, <laughs> perfect fear, come on now. Perfect love drives out fear. 
because fear has to do with punishment. Lord, open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see what you have done and what you are doing in and through our lives. Family, we've been called into the secret place of God. You know, we live from the living room of heaven to be at rest and to enjoy his presence and let Holy Spirit reveal his loveliness and Father's holiness and his goodness and his kindness and, and, and to reveal Christ in us that the power that flows through us is the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead and to see that everything we need, God has already given us. Everything that pertains to life, this is the abundant life, the satisfying life, the good life in Christ Jesus have been already given to us. First John 4 verse 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Something happens when I don't entertain the lie, the thoughts of fear in my mind. You know, fear is to come into agreement with the enemy, to, to, to hand over my authority to him. And that agreement does not have my good in mind. There's no benefit in an agreement with fear, with the enemy. It, it, is just, it just wants to take you down and into retreat. But listen now, when I don't give in to those thoughts, when I don't entertain the devil's ideas that causes fear to rise up in me, like the man of God says, relax my boy, relax. Lord, open his eyes. That is, that, is, that is what I want you to remember this afternoon. Lord, just open my eyes. Whatever this situation is that I'm finding myself in right now, just open my eyes. That I might see who you are and what you are doing in this situation. You know how, uh, you know how it changed my life? In Emelach Leni, Emelach Leni, <laughs> we, we have many bottles in our road. That's why when we do mountain biking, we go on the tar road, it's still mountain biking. <laughs> it is just amazing. And it used to really upset me, going down a street and there's so many potholes, you know? You're thinking, what is this municipality doing? Why are they, they taking my money? I pay my taxes, why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? Since, since the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, every situation that I get into that wants to bring up those feelings in my heart, start Asking God what he's doing in this situation. It changed my whole mindset. Emalachlini, get ready because revival is here. Revival is here. Johannesburg, get ready because revival is here. San Antonio, get ready because revival is here. Durban, Cape Town, France, revival is here. <laughs> I'm almost finished, but not really. When I don't give my attention to, to the lie, to fear, I turn away my attention and I turn my affection to my Father, the God of my faith. I cause the enemy great difficulty. Listen to this, Philippians 1 verse 28. Without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you, 
This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. In other words, by not being afraid, receiving the truth of who you are in Christ, a fearless child of God, we remind the enemy that he is doomed. He's finished. He is sentenced to eternal judgment. It's almost like when I, when I choose not to fear, when I choose to, to turn my affection to my father in whatever situation, there's, there's a loudspeaker going on in hell. You are doomed forever. I remind the enemy of his future. That's why he wants you to get to fear so that he doesn't have to think about his future. Come on now, church. We are the fearless church. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you've heard the Word of God this afternoon. You've heard the Word of God preached by Apostle Jerome. You're still going to hear it this afternoon and this evening. I, I just can't wait for that. But faith... Come of my hearing. Receive the word of God today. Receive the word of God as, he, as if it is the word of God. It's the Almighty speaking to you. It's His word. It's the truth. Nothing can change it. Just receive the word of God. Faith works through love, and that is what will overcome the world, and that is who we are in Christ Jesus. We silence fear by turning our attention to faith. We refuse to come into agreement with the lie. We are the fearless people. Somebody say, I am a fearless child of God. So we know that fear and faith are the fruit of what we choose to focus on. So we decide to focus on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. We choose to fix our eyes on Him. We know that perfect fear costs... Uh, perfect, there we go again. Perfect love costs us all fear... We might, we, we might not exactly know what the future holds, but we know who holds it. We know who holds it, and He is our Father. We don't let fear distort our vision, our faith, or our dreams, because we follow the fearless one. Can you stand to your feet, please, and say this with me? My Father has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I am fearless because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Give Jesus some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will not fear no evil for you are with me. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. And while we are standing, help me welcome for the offering this afternoon, my great friend and brother, Pastor Wellington. Oh, that, 